Welcome to the A to Z Sports Powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. We go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for our show and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai, check them out. Make them a part of your car buying process simply by going to WilsonCountyHyundai.com or seeing them in Lebanon. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. They have better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at FBHP.com slash ATO. Z. So, Jack, uh, you do have an article coming out later today about John Robinson, uh, where you the title of that will be how much blame John Robinson should get for the Titans' shortcomings. So, what were you? What was your thought process behind uh, talking about John Robinson after the Titans go out to the Bengals in the divisional playoff round? Well, you know, John, and, and this isn't the case just with the Titans. Every team that comes up short is going to ask the same question. Did the GM do enough? You know, how, how, how do you evaluate his season now? No team, no GM in the NFL this season. Well, I mean, you, you could make a case that a couple of guys walked us some, into some pretty bad scenarios, but during the season, throughout the middle of the season, no one had it tougher than John Robinson. And, you know, when you're looking back on how, Robinson performed not only this offseason by signing Danico Autry, Bud Dupree. You know, you found an a okay corner in Jack Rabbit Jenkins. He won't be here long. The Julio Jones deal, I mean, that could cloud. That, that, that's kind of like a rain cloud over the whole offseason. Um, you know, it could go either way. And then, obviously, everybody knows about the draft. Um, his, his draft struggles, mainly in the last two drafts, are well documented. But – you, you know, in, when you have 91 different dudes play dress out for your team, I mean, that is hard not only to find the right guys, which they found some diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. Running backs, Deontay Foreman, Dontrell Hilliard come to mind immediately. Um, so, so they, you know, to find those guys and then, you know, let Vrabel and his coaching staff go ahead and turn them into the players that they were this season, I mean, that's very commendable. But, uh, you, you know, the Titans, after securing the number one seed, everyone knows the talent they already had on this roster. Are, are they satisfied with the way John Robinson f- performed this season? And it's not just a question you're asking John Robinson. You're asking every single player and coach on this Titans team, you know, did they do enough? Did they do their job well enough? Um, because everybody plays the blame game. This is going to be a seven-month-long game of blame. This yes, offseason. it is. A lot of fingers will be pointed, a lot of – all caps will be used on Twitter, uh-huh. but uh, you, you know people want to find out who where they went wrong and just just who you know who caused them to go wrong. Yeah, and the thing is, the reality is the Titans have had zero impact with first round draft pick rookies the last two years, and the Isaiah Wilson whiff will continue to hurt this team, especially with Taylor Wan's contract situation. That's why they drafted Isaiah Wilson where they did. That's why they had the draft Dylan Radins where they did this past year because of what was coming up with Lawan's contract and to have that flexibility. And at this point, we talked about it earlier in the week, the whiffs on the tackle spot in the draft the last two years and Dylan Radins not being able to do much as a second round pick. It makes you feel like your hand is forced to pay 
Taylor Lewan $14 million this upcoming season uh, to come back. And so I, I do think John Robinson overall has still done a fantastic job. He has not had a season below nine and seven in his six years as Titans GM. They just won back-to-back AFC South championships. That's the first back-to-back divisional championships since the 60s. They just had the number one seed, but they came up short. And why did they come up short? Was it because of John Robinson not doing enough? Or was it because of the coaching staff and the players not executing in a big moment? And I think that's the interesting part about this conversation. So the title of today's show, uh, Jack, is is where John Robinson uh, shined and then won fair criticism for the GM this season. I, I don't think there's any doubt that he shined in the ability to go find uh, to go find the the two running backs that you mentioned to bring in Buster Screen, who played a nice role uh, there at cornerback uh, later on in the season, to go uh, find Randy Bullock off the streets after the kicking situation happened in training camp where you had two guys. It looked like Sam Ficken was going to be a good kicker, but then he wasn't. And then Michael Badgley whiffed in week one, so you had to go find Randy Bullock, right? There's a lot of, of things that going in and claiming Zach Cunningham off waivers, finding some Christian Fulton to have a big second year from the first year disappointment. So there's been a lot of spots he shined. Jack, where do you think are the most obvious Good spots for John Robinson this year. John Robinson turned water into wine with this defense. Last season, a historically bad third down performing defense turns into a defense this season that, you know, is stopping team on a regular basis. Last season, the Titans had just 19 sacks. In the AFC divisional round playoff game against the Bengals, the Titans had nine sacks. Almost half of their season tag total season sack total from the year before uh you know and he went out and he did this by he what john robinson did well and what i what i applaud him for this past off season was he knew where the titans were weak he could look in the mirror and identify the weak spots for the tennessee titans and that was the pass rush he went out and got Danico autry who w- was kind of in bud dupree's shadow this off season right everybody was talking about bud dupree because the edge rusher is much you know it's a much sexier position than interior sure. defensive line but it was Danico Autry who racked up all the sacks this season. So you you have to you kind of have to you know tip your hat to him not only with the defensive line but also to make that move in the middle of the season for Zach Cunningham and a guy who's not just you know who didn't just start the back end of the season but he's going to start next year for the Titans. At inside oh, he's a huge back. part of their picture moving forward, right? With with him and David Long and David Long is a six round draft pick who looks like a a, a starter uh, moving forward who's great, right? Uh, Billy says. Elijah Molden was the best pick of the draft last year. I think Elijah Molden uh, is going to be a good player. I think Rashad Weaver has a lot of promise here too. Now Brent brings up drafting Isaiah Wilson, excuse me, in the first round already hurts or really hurts. Could have drafted T Higgins where Higgins had seven catches for 96 yards last week against the Titans in that playoff game. Yeah, you can Uh, play that game all day and that game's not going to make you feel any better when you look at guys who you could have drafted. Right, right. Uh, Mikey says uh, he's made good under-the-radar picks over the years. Uh, the nice draft picks in mid-rounds. All GMs have misses. His biggest miss has been not addressing the tight end situation. So there's a lot of criticisms that you can go at. So, And I think the, uh, the positives way outweigh uh, the negatives for John Robinson. But, Jack, in your article that's going to come out on A2ZSports.com later on this morning, you said you have one fair criticism of John Robinson. What is that one fair criticism of J-Rob? 
Well, it's it's in the draft, and we've talked about him being able to find guys like Christian Fulton, you know, and you, nobody forgets that draft in 2019 where he was able to find Big Jeff, A.J. Brown, Nate Davis, Amani Hooker, and David Long. Five of his six guys he drafted are going to be cornerstones for the Titans for years to come. But it, it's been these last two drafts. You know, when we talked about the Super Bowl window yesterday. When that's open, you have to be able to find talent not only in free agency but also in the draft that can help contribute immediately. And he's failed to do so. And, you know, Christian Fulton, he didn't play a full season last year. Isaiah Wilson, uh, he played a handful of snaps last year for the Titans. Darrington Evans, you know, has he's, – he's just been injured the whole time he's been a Titan. And then you don't find really anything after that. And then this season, you have Elijah Molden who contributes. He's really the only guy who contributed this season. I know Des Fitzpatrick caught a touchdown pass one time this year. But, I mean, 49 yards on the season isn't going to cut it. And Caleb Farley, you know, you draft an injury-prone corner, and lo and behold, he gets injured in his rookie season. So now, let me, all right, pause on Caleb Farley. Uh, you, yes, is Caleb Farley prone to injuries? Yeah, absolutely. I just don't think tearing your ACL falls under injuries that happen to injury-prone guys. That's just something that an, an ACL tear can literally happen to anybody, and it was just an unfortunate circumstance of that. Yeah, but you can make all the excuses you want. You got to have your first round picks available to play and on the field. And I know that he can't do anything about an ACL tear. Right. But, but, you know, you had to assume that something like something like this would happen. He was coming off a couple back surgeries in his other ACL, uh, which was torn earlier, you know, before he was a Titan, but really before he got to Virginia Tech. I think it was early in his career there. But you, you, you aren't able to find draft picks that can come in and play immediately. That's what the Tampa Bay Bucks were able to do in their secondary. They've got Keyshawn Vaughn right now, who's playing an instrumental part of their of their run, uh, but you know they're gone now, so it doesn't matter. But but. It, it, took a, it took a year for Keyshawn Vaughn to get going. Yeah, right? and, the, and the Chiefs this past season, they drafted not only Creed Humphrey, which has been the best offensive lineman in, in the NFL, a rookie offensive lineman this season, and then you find Trey Smith later in the draft. Both of those guys are rookies starting for a team that's in the AFC Championship game, seven and a half point favorites to be in the Super Bowl. So, so John Robinson, that's where the Titans aren't there, and the Bills do the same thing. They draft defensive, you know, that talent on the defensive line at Oliver and as Epinesa. Um, and, you know, you see what it does. So John Robinson has to be able to find guys. And Christian Fulton's the example. Christian Fulton will be a big piece to this defense next year. And I think he's going to make a big splash. No but he, he's got to be able to find a couple guys in this year's draft that can help not only contribute this season, but really help prolong that Super Bowl window for another year or two. Yeah, and they have to. And you you got to hope that just like Christian Fulton had a redshirt-style year as a rookie and just dominated this past season, you hope that's the same type of thing for Caleb Farley and Rashad Weaver because you need both those guys to take big leaps moving forward if you're going to have some veterans like Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins who should not be back because you can save $7 million to have Farley outside with Fulton as your starter and then use the Moldens and the Chris Jacksons to round out your inside corners moving forward. You need Rashad Weaver to be that third edge rusher along with Bud Dupree and knock on wood, hopefully Harold Landry who can make 18 million bucks a year with the Titans if, if that's in fact what happens. You need guys like that. Uh, to be able to keep those guys fresh. And so A to Z Sports here live uh, on the show, I think that the fair yeah, fair criticism for John Robinson is the lack of ability to have first-round picks hit because how many first-round picks has John Robinson drafted who have gotten second contracts with the Tennessee Titans? It, it had, it, it's a short list. you know. It's a, it's a short list? Who's on the list? 
for John Robinson? For John, first round pick from John Robinson, who has signed a second contract with the Tennessee Titans. Jeffrey Simmons will sign an extension this off. He has not yet. He is just going into year four. As will AJ Brown. I think they'll both be AJ Brown's a second round pick. Right. Well, right. Yeah, that's true. Well, but the answer is zero. Yeah, because Rashawn Evans didn't do it. Corey Davis sure as hell didn't do it. Jack Conklin's with the Browns. I mean, Adore Jackson. Adore Jackson, disaster. So, uh, and then Isaiah Wilson and Caleb Farley. We we know Isaiah Wilson won't be signing, uh, you know, a second contract anywhere in the NFL. But uh, uh, yeah. his Farley. second contract was the with the Giants practice squad. Yeah. <laughs> that was his second contract. Yeah, so, so not the second. So contract. look, that is that is it, right? The first round picks, you know, Jack Conklin, Corey Davis. I think we're fine until they were way too expensive for the Titans to keep on and they could replace that production. And so, and Kyle says out of what two, he's only been here for like two years or six years. No, I mean, I just listed Jack Conklin, Corey Davis, Adoree Jackson, Rashawn Evans. Those four first round draft picks all are not getting second contracts with a team. I think two of those guys out uh, were, you know, Corey Davis and Conklin were going to get way too much money for what the Titans could afford in the spots. And then uh, Adoree Jackson uh, injured and Rashawn Evans just hit a wall and couldn't really break through uh, in his second level of the NFL. So let's go ahead and ask this question for everybody, Jack. Who do you trust more moving forward? Mike Vrabel or John Robinson? Who do you trust more moving forward? Mike Vrabel or John Robinson? We'll read your comments here in a second, but real quick, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com or go see him in Lebanon. Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai do a great job of getting the right vehicle for you. They're not going to pressure you into buying something you don't need. Whether you need the third row SUV Palisade that's sick and badass. I wish I had a Palisade. Or you want the, the sedan like the Hyundai Sonatas and all the great options they have in between. The Santa Fe, the Tucson, uh, Hyundai Kona. They do a great job with all their different brands with Hyundai. So WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go or see them in Lebanon. Quick trip, I-40 East, exit 236. They got you right there. See Payne Bone and tell them A to Z Sports sent you and they'll make sure to take extra great care of you, but they're already going to take care of you because that's what they do at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Austin, over the weekend, people tend to spend their money. Well, I'm here to tell you that draft, or excuse me, that BetMGM, big slip up there, that BetMGM, the king of sports books. Um, is here to help you make some money over the weekend. Use code A to Z two hundred A T O Z two hundred, and you place a ten dollar money line wager on any of the football teams in action this weekend in conference championship weekend. You'll you'll put ten dollars on any money line, and you'll turn that into two hundred dollars when one single touchdown is scored in the game this weekend. No matter how the bet performs, even if you bet ten dollars on the Bengals money line and it loses, as long as a touchdown is scored, that ten dollars turns into two hundred dollars. But new users, this applies to you. You have to download the app and use that promo code A to Z200 to cash in on this offer. All right, so who do you trust more moving forward? Is it Mike Vrabel, the head coach, who was just named the Pro, uh, Pro Football Writers Association Coach of the Year, or is it Titans GM John Robinson? I, I believe they're both going into the last year of their contracts, which could be interesting because uh, they once Vrabel was hired and signed a five-year deal, John Robinson was extended to match that five years. So they're both going into year five of the five-year contract. And so let's go through this, some comments. Tiffany says Vrabel. Mark says both. Come on, Mark. It, you've watched the show enough. <laughs> Who do you trust more? Who is more trustworthy moving forward, Vrabel or Robinson? 
Uh, AD says, of course, John. Timothy says, again, I trust both of them. Donald says, John Robinson easily. John knows when to cut his losses. Steven says, Vrabel because he's the main reason John Robinson attracted big names. I, I think that's a really good comment. I And I agree. I think Mike Vrabel uh, makes the Tennessee Titans organization more attractive to bigger name free agents because of the reputation that Vrabel has. Billy says, Coach Vrabel. Uh, Louis says, uh, Mike Vrabel, no, with John Robinson. Nate says, Vrabel, no question. Albert says, Vrabel. Uh, Scott says, Vrabel says for his loyalty to Downing. Dave <laughs> on Facebook says, uh, Robinson. Uh, Ryan says, actually, not an easy question, but he ju- he does trust uh, J-Rob more. Josh says he's going to give the slight edge to John Robinson. He has been able to find late-round steals, and when the, uh, needed the defense to improve, he found a way uh, to get what the Titans have now. Uh, then uh, Jarrell says John Robinson, of course. Mike Vrabel's too conservative for a sport that needs adjustment. John says Robinson, by a little, needs to kill it this offseason. Oh, yeah, huge offseason coming up for John Robinson, the whole Titans organization. Uh, G-Man says J-Rob, he's more level-headed, less attitude, at least publicly. Um, so, uh, Jack, I'm going to let you go ahead and go with what your opinion is. A lot of A lot of comments still rolling in, but I feel like it's a lot more split than I expected it to be. I expected more... Titans fans to side with coach of the year, Mike Vrabel as trustworthy, but Jack, where are you going to go on this? See, that's I, I I'm opposite. I thought people would side with John Robinson. Now, even though, you know, I remind you again that I'll have a story coming out on John Robinson and how much blame is he deserves for this Titans, you know, these shortcomings, this Titans team had this year. Um, I'm going Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, who was named the pro football writers of America's coach of the year yesterday. Um, you, you know, and I talked about how John Robinson was able to find all these guys, you know, 91 guys came through and played in area, you know, dressed out for a Titans regular season game this year. Uh, and while finding those guys is great, you can find some diamonds in the rough, but coaching those guys up, getting them ready to play, acclimating, acclimating them to the scheme and everything else like that. Vrabel deserves more of the credit for that because you can bring in anybody, but if they're not well coached and they're, you know, and they're not sped up quickly like Deontay Foreman, like Dontrell Hilliard were, like Zach Cunningham was when he was brought in, um, then, then they're no good. I mean, good coaches will get the most out of a guy as early as he can. You know, they're not waiting to squeeze every last drop of that orange. They're, they're, they're trying to, you know, get as much as they can, get the value that John Robinson, you know, you know, sought after when he found these guys and get them to perform early in their Titans career. And that's what he was able to do this season. And not only that, Steven's comment, back to Steven's comment, John Robinson came here six years ago, and he's he's done a good job hiring. You know, he deserves a lot of credit. He hired Mike Vrabel, and the reason why I'm, I'm going with Vrabel here is because the culture has changed. This was a Titans team that hadn't really had much success all decade, and yeah, I know. You know, Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself in Kansas City to win a playoff game the year before Vrabel arrived, but he that team was still far from perfect. Um, how many of those guys are still around anyways? But um, it's got to be Rabel for me. He's changed the culture. It's an attractive place for free agents to come. It, I, while I do like John Robinson, it's these draft issues. That's the only issue I have with John Robinson. It's the draft issues. And really prior to this year, his big splash free agent signings, and you know, even the Julio trade I'll label under it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about guys like Clowney. I'm talking about guys like Vic Beasley. Just big, big money dudes that just haven't panned out here. I'm going Mike Vrabel. I think he's been more consistent, and you know, his hirings have been steady. He, 
you trusted Vrabel last year with Shane, Shane Bowen, and he comes through this season, changes that defense, and really turns them into a Super Bowl defense. So I, we'll, we'll, you know, the jury's still out. We got to we got to see what Downey's going to do next year. But for me, it's Mike Vrabel. Okay, um, look, they they both complement each other. Like Lee said in on YouTube earlier, is that yeah, you you got to have both working well, which is I think is why the Titans are in a good spot. Uh, but as MB said, I put it up on the screen earlier. You know, John Robinson came in here and took over a team that went five and twenty-seven. And, and then all of a sudden they're going nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, then 11 and five and 12 and five. Like that's very impressive for what John Robinson's been able to do. And they've been able to continue to take the next step. And so why I answer that I trust John Robinson more moving forward is because John Robinson, sure he's missed some things, right? But he was still able to put together a roster and a group of talent that could win the one seed in the AFC. And it wasn't John, John Robinson. It wasn't his fault that they no. lost to the Cincinnati Bengals on Saturday. It wasn't that Rabel's was the, fault. What? It wasn't Rabel's fault. Uh, I, I, you know, Vrabel had way more of a play in it than John Robinson well, did. And I think that's it, like, I know John Robinson who sits in the press box uh, on away games with the Titans media you know, he's very stressed because he has zero control over what's happening down on the field in front of him. He's just out there just hoping it all goes right because he did everything he can to get to that point. Mike Vrabel, I think, and I've said this several times, and I said this while we were at the mainstay, Jack, and you were there, I did not like the decision to go for two early in the game. That was a Mike Vrabel decision. I did not like certain situational play calls in the game from an offensive standpoint. That was a Todd Downing with a Mike Vrabel veto decision on the headset there. And again, Mike Vrabel had more of a hand in blowing that game against the Bengals than John Robinson. The team was healthy. Everybody was back. Everything was set up for the Titans to have a major opportunity to host an AFC championship game here in two days from now, but they blew it because of the coaching staff. And the main reason why... I say I trust John Robinson more moving forward than Mike Vrabel is because I don't think Mike Vrabel is going to fire Todd Downing. And that is going to hold this team back. As great of an offensive and defensive roster John Robinson might put together, if Mike Vrabel keeps Todd Downing, it limits the roster. It limits the ability of this team to take the next step. It Todd Downing, in my opinion, limits Ryan Tannehill, which limits this team's ceiling. And so I, I, and, and somebody called it early on in the show. It says John Robinson knows when to cut his losses. And we haven't seen Mike Vrabel cut his losses yet. We've seen John Robinson have to cut Kevin Dodd, stand up at the podium and say, that's on me and, and take responsibility for it. We've seen John Robinson cut Clowney, cut Jonathan Joseph, move or, or cut Vic Beasley, not Clowney, and move on from mistakes that he's made quick enough to be able to overcome those mistakes. If Mike Vrabel continues to hang on with Todd Downing, that's a, a loss that should have been cut right now where it might hurt you in, I think this Super Bowl window might be one more year. It might be 2022 and that's it, right? And so... You got to figure out how to maximize this, and I don't think Todd Downing's maximizing nothing. You said that Mike Vrabel isn't willing to cut his losses, but if he were to have cut his losses last season, the Titans' defense likely would have been much worse than it was this year. You have to give no, him credit he, for rolling. No, he, with cut, Todd he cut his losses. 
by and what did Mike Vrabel say the entire season is that the lack of having a defensive coordinator has no impact on the lack of playing, right? Last year in 2020, Mike Vrabel made the defensive issues about the players. So what did they do? They went and got seven new defensive starters. The starters that remained were Kevin Byard, Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, and I guess Jayon Brown counts in that, even though he got supplanted by David Long. But they replaced so many key guys in this defense. And so I think and then he actually gave Shane Bowen the opportunity to do the job the correct way, brings in Jim Schwartz for assistance and help there, and the defense flipped. Like, what's he gonna like? I think. Todd Downing had every opportunity to be a good offensive coordinator and play caller this past season. Did he, though? Did he really, though? Yeah. Without Derrick Henry for over half the year, without Julio Jones and A.J. Brown for big chunks of the year, without a tight end who can block and catch the ball at the same time. Vrabel's made five hires at at the coordinator positions, and two of those dudes are already head coaches in the league. So, you know, Vrabel's hiring decisions can't really be questioned. I get it. Todd Downing, you know, a lot of people want to compare him to last year's Shane Bowen. I don't know that that's the right. That's not. It's not the same situation. But but it, you know, I, I think it. That there's some similarities there. Both had you know pretty poor seasons when they were you know at least somewhat in charge. Downing full time play caller. Bowen that was different last year. But and, it, and I hate to harp on t- Todd Downing for like the fourth day out of five this week, but that's that's the story. The story is that the play caller held this team back. Because uh, here's a comment here from Darren on Facebook. He had them all for the playoff game. Everybody was healthy. He had Derrick Henry. He had Julio. He had AJ. He had the rest of the the offensive line was healthy after a bye week. But what happened? Situational play calling had the Titans stub their toe throughout the process of that game. And I'm not going to sit up here and defend Todd Downing's decisions that game. That was a very poorly called game against the Bengals but also you know Tannehill throws a pick the first game uh, that throws the game plan right out the window immediately so he, but uh, why did that I, I just I, look it, it's the fact here's that the thing. here's the defenses thing. already figured out Todd Downing's system and there was a there was a lack of adaptation on the opening script of the game I've said this stat a million times 17 oh, points yeah. in 18 games on opening drive go look better. at the second drive it wasn't much better it actually might have been worse uh so they seriously have an issue with offensive coordinator. And again, I, I trust Mike Vrabel and I trust John Robinson to get this thing back right. But when we're asking the question, who do you trust more between the two? I trust John Robinson more because the the ingredients and the, the food, the groceries were correct. The sous chef messed it all up. <laughs> like, like the chef is Mike Vrabel. Todd Downing's sous chef burned it. And now you had a crappy dinner. That's yeah, the situation. No doubt. And you know what? A lot and, the, and the head chef won't fire the sous chef to mess it all up. And now the grocery shopper is like going like, what the hell? I did everything I was supposed to do. And your assistant messed it up? Yeah, no, you're right. And look, but you don't want to fire the sous chef for you know the third month in a row. You've had to change your menu. This would be the third season in a row if they parted with Downing. The Titans but if the menu sucks ass, don't keep it. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm with you. And, it, you know, it goes both ways, in my opinion. But to, to me, who I trust more is Mike Vrabel. He can he can develop the talent that he's given. And, and you know, while Robinson can find it in the offseason, he's still got to prove that he can find it in the draft. And that's something we shouldn't be saying six years in. 
a lot of Titans fans just simply still don't trust John Robinson to bring in the talent they need. He failed to address the wide receiver position last year. He goes out and trades for Julio Jones. Julio Jones is killing the Titans cap and not really on the field hardly at all. So him failing to address the wide receiver position. Now he, you know, the defense looked better, but there's still some huge question marks that really lie on draft night for, for myself in trusting John Robinson. I get that. And just to wrap up the old like uh, grocery shopper, cook and sous chef, uh, Darren says, great analogy, LOL. And then Tannehill dropped the food on the way to the table. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's a good way to wrap that conversation up. So let's get to this next uh, topic here, Jack. I find this interesting uh, because I think I had you, I think I had your mind, your brain really working this morning once I said this, but which, which would be better for the Titans, the chiefs in their third straight Super Bowl? or the Bengals making the Super Bowl? Which is better for the Titans? The Chiefs in the Super Bowl yet again, or the Bengals making it to the Super Bowl under Joe Burrow? But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Know who to go to, know who to trust. Whenever you get hurt in life or someone you love, family member gets hurt, in life, know who to trust and who to go to to fix it. Boneandjointtn.org. They have uh, over a dozen physicians and surgeons there at their uh, Franklin campus who specialize in any type of joint injury you may have. They also have satellite campuses in Brentwood, Thompson Station, and Nolansville. So check them out, boneandjointtn.org. BetMGM, it's the king of sports books, And you know why? It's because of this promotion they're offering today. Put a $10 money line wager on any conference championship team in action. And, wh- and if you're a new user, you got you got to use that promo code when you down the, download the app, A to Z Sports. So a $10 money line wager, A to Z 200, that is, by the way. Uh, a to Z 200, you place a $10 money line wager on any of the teams in action at over conference champ- championship weekend. And that $10 turns into $200 as long as one touchdown is scored in that football game. Doesn't matter if, you're, if your $10 money line wager wins, it can still lose but you'll still have $200 in your account as long as a single touchdown is scored in that game. And with the quarterbacks that are playing in each game, Matt Stafford on one side, Mahomes on the other, that's a free $200 that BetMGM is giving you. So one more time, download the BetMGM app, use code A to Z200, A-T-O-Z200, put a $10 Moneyline wager on any of the four teams in action over conference championship weekend. That turns into $200 as long as one touchdown is scored in that game. That is too sweet of a deal to pass up. It's a good one. It's a good one. All right, A to Z Sports on this Friday, sending us to the weekend. Uh, which is better for the Titans? The Chiefs making another Super Bowl or the Bengals making the Super Bowl? Uh, so comments yeah. here. Uh, Jarrell says the Chiefs. Um, Scott says the Bengals. David says neither is better for Tennessee. Oh, I, I disagree here. Uh, Brent says Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, Noah says Chiefs screw the Bengals. Aaron says Chiefs. I'm not asking who you're rooting for. I want to know the reason why you guys think <laughs> it's better if the Chiefs go than or if the Bengals go, whichever one you're on. Larry says Cincinnati. Tell, tell me why. Steven says Bengals. If the Chiefs make it and win it, the Titans are in danger of getting opening night against the Chiefs. I never thought really? about that. Really? Uh, because I do think that because the, do the Titans play the Chiefs next season. I can't remember. Um, how that sets up. I'm not it, sure which division. I haven't, I haven't looked at that. We're still yeah, very young into yeah. the offseason. Uh, so Larry, uh, Lou Man says the Bungles making it. Larry says he's going Cincinnati. Caleb says Bengals. He's tired of the Chiefs. Uh, Brent says the Bengals winning it all. At least the Titans would have gotten beat by the Super Bowl champions. See, I don't subscribe to that. I, I don't. 
I don't subscribe to, well, you know, the team that beat yeah. us at least won. Like, I think that's weak. Uh, just no no offense there, Brent. Uh, LeVar says the Chiefs because that team has to be broken up soon enough. Uh, Chris says, I hate to say it, but I don't want Cincinnati to win. They're talking too much oh. trash, but I guess uh, the Titans let them by winning. Uh, Darren says Chiefs because you don't want the Bengals to win a Super Bowl before the Titans do. So that's where I'm going to go. I think it's better for the Titans if the Chiefs make it into the Super Bowl again. Really? Why? Because we already know the Chiefs are like the most dominant team in the AFC right now. We already know that. That's not any news. You knew going into the season, you knew going into last season, that you were going to have to get past the Chiefs in the playoffs to make the Super Bowl in the AFC. If the Bengals get there, in year 1B of Joe Burrow, hang on to your butts because the Bengals are going to be a problem moving forward for the next foreseeable future in the years, right? So if the Chiefs get in, nothing changes. Everything's still the same. The Chiefs are still the dominant superpower in the AFC. If the Bengals get in and beat the Chiefs on the way to do it, now you've got two. That you got the really the Bills. You got now you're just adding teams that are in your way of in the pecking order, the AFC. I still think the Titans and Bengals are kind of the same level of team in the AFC pecking order. But if the Bengals get to the Super Bowl, now they pass you. I think you just want the least amount of teams ahead of you in the AFC pecking order moving forward. And the Chiefs are already ahead of you. So why not just keep it the same? I don't like. You've been that. able to beat the Bills. I think it's the right now. I think right now the pecking order of the AFC is the Chiefs right here, Bills, Titans, Bengals are like just kind of rumbled around right there, and then after that it might be the Ravens, maybe the Chargers, maybe I don't know who else. But right now there's no. You don't want the Bengals to pass you. I don't give a damn about this pecking order you're talking about. Next season, every team, all 32, start out zero and zero. The Bengals still have a really tough division in the AFC North. They've still got nothing a, easier. Well, I don't know that it is. The Steelers are about to find a quarterback. The Ravens are going to be at least healthier than they were this season next year. Uh, you got the Browns to deal with, which, I mean, might be a blessing. But uh, for me, I, I think Titans fans should want to see the the Bengals in the Super Bowl. You, you know, no. Joe Burrow's going to have a tough enough time getting out of that division in the, in the future. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team, don't you want to see the heavyweight get knocked down once just to remind you that they're mortal? The Titan, this is the Titans' bugaboo as well as everyone else's in the AFC. No, They're all worried about the Chiefs. Chiefs. You've been able to beat the Chiefs. And Not in the playoffs. Well, well you've, only had them the playoffs. Once. you've only had them once in the playoffs. You beat them twice in the regular season. The home teams won those three games. Mariota right? beat them once, so, so I left that out. But. Well, but that's we don't count Alex Smith days. We're talking about <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' era, right? And Scott says the Browns are a good team. Ah, the Browns are a talented team. Browns have a good core. Yes. Um, Ravens, no way. I agree with you that. But – I think the you you don't want the Bengals to have this type of success this early. Austin, I get it. It's a great run for the Bengals. They just won their first road playoff game in franchise history. You know, they just won their first before that. They won their first playoff game in 31 years. The Bengals aren't all of a sudden this you know massive power in the AFC. I think a lot of people around the NFL would tell you the Titans have the better roster, top to bottom. You know, you know versus the Bengals, and really the only. Even with Tannehill's two two picks earlier in the game, 
The Titans have the ball with two minutes, 43 seconds. No, the, the, no shot like, I, the, game. the Titans are a better, well, more well-organized franchise moving forward than the well, Bengals. Well, then why are the Bengals above them in the pecking order? I, I don't I, I didn't say I, if they go to the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow in year 1B because 1A was half, wet, half of it with an ACL, if they go to the damn Super Bowl in his second season, then the Bengals are just going to keep getting better. Because let's now, separate, because Joe, now Burrow, Joe Burrow has proven that he can – Joe Burrow is now more attractive. The Cincinnati organization is more attractive because they've been able to knock off the Chiefs and go forward with the offense they have. Now they just need defensive guys to keep stacking up and, and a couple offensive linemen. And the Bengals are right there neck and neck with the Chiefs. You do not want the Bengals to beat the Chiefs. You already know the Chiefs are the superpower in the AFC. You don't want there to be multiple superpowers in the AFC. There already, there already were, though. I mean, there's going to be multiple superpowers every single season. The Titans have been looking at the Chiefs and the Bills this year. Last year, the Ravens were in the mix as well, as well as the year before. Um, so, so there's going to be multiple superpowers. And guess what? The Chargers didn't make the playoffs next year, but they're going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, in the AFC West. Give the Chiefs a little competition. But for me, I just want to see the Chiefs go down. I'm sick of seeing Jackson Mahomes dance on TikTok and well, Mahomes' yeah, wife mean, dumping champagne all over the fans. I'm sick of those Everybody I'm sick of those two. I want to see the Chiefs fall down just, just so that, you know, the Titans and the rest of the world are reminded that, hey, these guys are mortal. It just it, After the way they played last last week, 13 seconds, three plays, game-tying field goal, then you win it in OT. I think a lot of people are thinking the Chiefs are unbeatable. And, and I, I want to see them go down this week. I don't think they're unbeatable. Uh, you know. and, and that says that says a lot for me because after what human traffic cone Quentin Spain was talking about in the locker room after the Bengals won, after after his unit gave up nine sacks, a, a, a tied a playoff record for sacks allowed. Nine times did the, did the Titans hit Burrow, and Quentin Spain's talking in the locker room. I, I I want him to get bulldozed by Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl, but I want to see Mahomes go down this weekend. Uh, I all right, so let's go ahead and get to that conversation. Who do you want to win? What are your predictions and uh, for Championship Sunday coming up here? Uh, on in two days from now. So we'll get to that here in a second. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways that Renters Warehouse can help you out by creating extra cash flows for you and your family. Also, uh, they can help you out really uh, by getting you long-term equity, which helps you build long-term wealth and also allows you uh, to get retirement plan ready by owning rental property right there. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com. Download the BetMGM app. Use promo code A to Z, A to Z 200. New users, A to Z 200, A-T-O-Z 200. Place a $10 money line wager on any of the four teams in action over conference championship weekend, and you'll turn that into $200 as long as one touchdown is scored in those games. There will be a touchdown scored in those games. So make sure after downloading the BetMGM app, you plug in that promo code A to Z200, put a $10 money line wager on any of the four teams in action over conference championship weekend, and that turns into $200 as long as one touchdown is scored in that game, regardless of the money line wager's outcome. Yeah, and uh, we've got A to Z sports picks with Brian Edwards and Alan Bell coming up at 2 o'clock today. So if you want to bet on these games with BetMGM, make sure you watch Alan Bell, Brian Edwards at 2 o'clock Central Time right here on the same channels that we are on. Uh, what is it? Bengals uh, plus seven and a half. And what's the line of the Niners Rams game? Right. Not, as last I saw, the Rams were three and a half point favorites. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, look, I, here's what I want to happen. I want the Chiefs to win and the Rams to win. I really need the Rams 
to go to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs and the Rams. That's all chalk. That's very. That's a lot of people are going to have that parlay. You know, you're. I'm not going to parlay it. I've got futures okay. that I'm that oh, I'm. Okay. I've got tickets that I'm trying to cash. So uh, that's that's where I'm at personally. Again, I just talked about how if you're the Titans, I don't think you want the Bengals uh, to win this game. I think you'd rather the Chiefs just go on and win and go to the Super Bowl because that doesn't change much with the AFC's power structure. You know, the L.A. and San Fran thing, I find it interesting. Of like, If the Niners win and go to another Super Bowl, does their tune change with Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> right? And, and and what they want to do with him moving forward. It's just such oh. a weird thing. Like an Alan Bell, speaking of Alan Bell, Jack, I don't know if you saw the stat. Jimmy Garoppolo is 3-0 and in the playoffs when he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. Yeah, he just put up the second worst quarterback rating from a winning quarterback in the playoffs ever, ever. Yeah. This was, this was, this is counting, you know, Back when quarterbacks were, were throwing sidearm, they didn't know how, you know, they yeah. couldn't do anything. And, and so Jimmy Garoppolo, no, I don't think it will change there, too. And they've got Trey Lance. They drafted Trey Lance in the top five last year. Trey and then the here's the Jimmy Garoppolo in his career, including the playoffs, has had 11 games where he's had zero touchdown passes. 11 <laughs> games with zero touchdown passes. The 49ers are nine and two in those 11 games. How ridiculous is that? I just, yeah. it's just crazy of how they're able to do that. Um, so, Jack, what are your predictions? What are your predictions and what do you want to happen? I think the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the Bengals. The Bengals' offensive line, they showed big holes last week. The Chiefs will take notice. They'll, they'll take care of that. And the Honey Badger, his health is a question mark. He could be big. You know, They're going to need him back there against Burrow and those weapons. But I still think the Chiefs have enough to get that done. It's hard to win an Arrowhead in the playoffs. Uh, going into Arrowhead, no offense, Titans fans, but Arrowhead's a little louder than Nissan Stadium. That's going to be a harder place for Joe Burrow. Um, but on the other side, Kyle Shanahan's kind of had McVay's number. He's seven and three since coming into the league. They came into the league together at the same time in 2017. Shanahan in head to head matchups is seven and three against McVay and has won six straight. The Niners have beat the Rams six consecutive times. That's great. And the, and the Niners have had seasons where they've been decimated by injury, but they've still been able to beat the Rams. The last time the Niners were favored in a game against the Rams was all the way back in 2019. So they've been doing this as underdogs. I don't know what's in the water with San Francisco and and LA, but something weird is going to happen. I think the Niners are going to get back to the Super Bowl. um, And, you know, then Mahomes will probably tear them apart because Jimmy G can't keep up with Mahomes. But that defense, I mean... by the way, Kyle Shanahan, the way he uses Debo Samuel, I think I talk about this too much. I love it. I think it's so creative and so fun. You know, he doesn't have a Derrick Henry, but he 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 gets the ball in Debo Samuel's hands. I think that's going to be like a trend coming up. We saw Arthur Smith do it with Cordero Patterson the whole season. Well, Cordero Patterson is a running back, basically. He's just not smart Since when? Since when, though? He's been a kick returner and receiver his whole career. Well, yeah, but the Vikings and the Bears, even at, even at Tennessee, they would just toss him the ball sometimes. Just give him a toss sweep and let him go run. I love I've that. been saying this for nearly a decade. Give Cordell Patterson the ball eight <laughs> times a game, and he's going to score a touchdown on one of them. Like he's just not going to get tackled and somehow score a touchdown. Like that's he's the easiest thing. For for me though, I, I'm going Niners and Chiefs. I think that's how it's going to end up. It's going to be a very red Super Bowl. And being out Again, in California may give the Niners an edge. We'll see. Niners and Chiefs for the second time in three years in the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chiefs and Rams. I think uh, Matt Stafford and that Rams offense and the defense there of Aaron Donald and company. 
I think they do enough to slow down uh, the San Francisco 49ers running attack and make Jimmy Garoppolo do more. So I'm going to go with Chiefs and Rams. Uh, you know, the spread, I- I'm going to wait. I'm not going to place any other bets for this weekend until I watch A to Z sports picks later on today. Again, <laughs> two o'clock central time with Alan and Brian. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for them because you informed. I, yeah. I, yeah. I have some ways I think I'm leaning, but I, I need, I need them to confirm my own opinions because they are way better at this than I am. So that's coming up at two o'clock later on today on this Friday. All right, Jack, are you ready to get to some good news? Let's get to the good news. Ain't that good news. We do good news every Friday for our last topic. We want to hear your good news. Our good news with Jack and I record setting week and record setting month. Ah, we'll get to it in a second, but let me tell you guys about farm bureau health plans. If you are looking around at your health coverage and you're like, I don't even know how much I'm paying. Oh my gosh, I'm paying way too much. My deductible sucks. Go to Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. They've got better coverage, better rates, better service, and they can help you across the state of Tennessee with over 200 locations right there. So you can either, either go in the office to check that out or uh, go through the process via Zoom o- over your computer right there from your couch in your living room. Again, Zach's going through the process right now. It's great uh, for young couples. It's great for single people. It's awesome for entrepreneurs like Zach and I, and Zach's single and an entrepreneur. That's why Farm Bureau Health Plans will help save him money on his rate and give him better coverage and also the better service that goes into it with what Farm Bureau Health Plans can do. Again, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. If you're looking for a new sports book or one that you trust more, there's no better there's no better sportsbook app available that, that has anything on BetMGM. The BetMGM app, they've got a special promo running this weekend. Download the BetMGM app, and for new users, if you sign up with the promo code ATOZ200, A to Z200, and place a $10 money line on any of the teams in action over conference championship weekend in the NFL, that turns into $200 as long as one touchdown is scored in that game. $10 turns into $200 with just one touchdown this weekend. New users, make sure make sure you download the BetMGM, BetMGM app and use that promo code A to Z200 when you sign up. Yep, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire from seven days from insurance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Good news. Ain't that good news every Friday? Uh, Zach Goodman says, good news. Jeff Fisher's back coaching again. In the USFL, that team that's great news. Seven nine until proven wrong. Well, Zach Goodman, they can't go seven and nine because it's a ten game season. And put some respect on Jeff Fisher's name. I don't like how people still run with that joke. I thought Jeff Fisher did a fine job at Tennessee. You know, I, I get it. You know, he he may have ruined the Vince Young thing, and there were some there were some lean years, but it, he got the Titans to a Super Bowl. Come on. And you know he had a good he had a good team he had a handful of good teams multiple ten win teams I think three yeah. of them yeah so put some respect good. on Jeff Fisher's name I don't want to see that mess uh, good news Jeff Rubel says the Winter Olympics start next week that that's fun where good are the Winter news? Olympics uh, this year where yeah uh, Hong Kong Hong Kong all right so that'll be fourteen hours none of yeah, it will happen crazy time time difference where yeah. I'm not going to be able to watch I don't know things might be on when I wake up at like five o'clock. Uh, Lou Man says, uh, good news, NASCAR's back. Okay, there you go. NASCAR 
getting going. Daytona, I'm guessing, is coming up in the next month or so. Uh, Noah says good news is he's heading to St. Louis for the weekend for WWE oh, Royal Rumble. I am so jealous, Noah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Kenneth says he gets to see his, da- his daughter tomorrow because he- he's divorced, so his daughter's coming in. That's awesome, Kenneth. Hope you enjoy the time with your daughter. Mark says John Morant is going to start the trend of Tennessee teams winning championships again. We talked oh, about John Morant great. being a starter in the NBA All-Star Games. Billy says installing tile floor for the first time is going to be good. I have not installed tile floor before, but I've watched a lot of people install tile flooring. That process is intricate. <laughs> it is a patience that I do not have. Oh, G-Man, good news. He'll be in Arrowhead Stadium this Sunday, hoping the Chiefs feed the Bengals some humble pie. Interesting G-Man just going to Arrowhead just for the hell of it. He's got boots on the ground behind enemy lines. I like it, G-Man. Sabotage yes. that game. Uh, yes, uh, good news. Ash Barty into the Australian Open final. She actually trained for tennis as she trained for tennis as a kid about 500 meters. Where Nate's burner? Oh, Nate's in Australia. That makes sense. Nate's. I was like meters. Who the hell is counting meters? But uh, that makes sense because he's in Australia. Uh, so more good news. Uh, let's see. Aaron says good news. December fifth uh, through January first, he's going to vacation in Mexico. So that's uh, coming up next year. That's awesome. Uh, Jack, my good news um, is I had two records that I broke in the last week. Mm. Very different records. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I know one of Well, no. Do I know a record? It's a personal record, right? Well, not my personal best, but, but I personally okay, broke I records at two different places in the last week. I know. I saw on your Instagram. I I saw I saw you repost that the yes. brag board. Yes, yes. So <laughs> here is what I did. They're very different. One including alcohol. One including uh, oh. running fast. So Saturday night after the Titans got embarrassed by the Bengals, I met some friends out in East Nashville and we went to an arcade bar where I dominated the setting record on Hoop Fever by dropping 77 points in 40 seconds on Hoop Fever. So that's my first record I did this week. Then last night at Orange Theory in Green Hills, where my wife and I work out a few times a week, uh, I ran the fastest mile of anybody at Orange Theory in Green Hills yesterday going uh, 542, which is not my personal record. My personal fastest mile is 534. But again, after the holidays and football season, I will take it. Uh, right there. So two records I set this week is dropping buckets in 77 points in 40 seconds. If anybody uh, wants some, come get some. I will challenge anybody to that hoop fever game at any point in time. Yeah, and also, come catch me. Come catch me. I was going to say, you got to drop the name of that bar where you set it at because that's where I'm about to spend all weekend at. I've got so many tokens left, man. If, <laughs> I've got I've got $8 worth of tokens to that bar. Uh, that was uh, what was it called? I'll tell you after the show because I gotta look it up because I forget the name. Five thirty two is an impressive mile time, though. Well, that was five five forty two was last night, and I really didn't even like try as hard as I thought. But five thirty four is my personal record. When I do the mile again in like three or four months, my goal is to break five thirty because I'm not in as good a shape as I was this past summer when I went 534. Mm-hmm. So that's to be, you know, I'll, I'll let you guys, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> Please do. Updated. Yeah. Please definitely keep us updated as I am four months out of a meniscus surgery, still trying to run. 
Yeah, um, but you can play Hoop Fever. You, you just stay <laughs> yeah, in there. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. But maybe that's what I should have been doing this whole time. Um, okay, my good news. So I hold started. On, hold on, hold on, real quick. Nick says he could beat the Hoop Fever record, but not the mile. Man, I tell you what, on that on that forty seconds where I got seventy, I hit my first twenty one shots. <laughs> that's impressive. Also, how do you? It's hard to count that fast while you're in the middle of that thing. So to yeah, be able well, to I was in the middle. Pretty. Yeah. I was. Well, I had so, the right. I had the right level of buzz too. Okay. Yeah, that's you, you, that's the secret ingredient. Yes. Um, my good news. I started riding again um, early January. Yep. And the results are in, people. A to Z set a set a new record, or excuse me, not a, not a new record. Unlike Austin, um, A to Z hit over two million website clicks this month. Why? I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it's a coincidence that I started riding in January. But the results are in, and they're pretty damn good. So I wanted to brag on A to Z a little bit. Two million hits in the month of January. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it was still four days to go. <laughs> Job's not finished. Yes, it's not finished. So Jack has his articles coming back out. And Jack's been doing good stuff uh, as he went back to the content side of things uh, at the first uh, start of the year. So we have big, 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 big plans for our website coming up over the next um, next over the next year. Really, the next couple of months, you'll start to see more and more stuff. On our website. So yeah, over 2 million hits on the website this month alone after having 14 plus million hits um, last year. So the goals are very lofty for 2022. And we'll talk about that once we, uh, once we get there. What's up? Lucas added a lot of people to the group. You're the real MVP, Lucas. That's right. Oh, also, Austin, before we go, as we started the show, I, I know... Um, most of most of you guys, it's it's one of your favorite hobbies to make fun of how my hair looks on a daily basis. Yes. I decided to go with the hat. The people like the hat. Where can they find it? Yes, shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. I will type it in the uh, in the comments right here. Shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. Uh, we've got uh, we've definitely got A to Z Nashville stuff T-shirts. The, the shirt that I'm wearing today uh, as well. We've got some Dallas stuff. If you have any Cowboys uh, friends or family. We've got Dallas hats, and also uh, we've got Dallas shirts too. So uh, check that out. I, and I, I think I think cool. the hat was a good look. I think the hat was a good look for you. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. I had to beg Zach on air um, a week or two ago to just let me have a hat, man. These people are eating <laughs> me alive. I got to have some protection over here. So I gave it a go on a Friday, on a little casual Friday, and hopefully yeah. it worked. I don't know. I Who like cares? it. Right. Uh, G Man <laughs> says. Uh, Jack with a hat looks like he's a relief pitcher for Mississippi State. <laughs> hey, not Mississippi State. Hey, this is an Ole Miss show today when I'm on. It's always half Ole Miss. <laughs> it is. It, I don't know why we keep finding Ole Miss people, but that tends to happen. Hey, All right, guys. Uh, Zach will be back on Monday. He's in Dallas this whole week. He's had some good success there. So business is growing. Things are going great for the A to Z world. Uh, just you know, big off season ahead for everybody. So enjoy the championship games this upcoming weekend, and we'll see you on Monday morning. Have a great, safe weekend. We'll see you later. Thanks a bunch.